Welcome to the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast, the show dedicated to bring you the news from the oil patch deep in the heart of Texas, with your host, Ryan Ray and Josh Shelton. Welcome to the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in to today's episode, episode 15. I'm Josh Shelton with my friend Ryan Ray. Ryan, what's up, buddy? Not much, Josh. Uh, how's it going this week, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. We got a lot of a lot of storms coming in down here, down south, and uh, hope everybody's house stays high and dry. Hope everybody's doing all right. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to get a whole lot um, where I'm at in the world. Uh, I think it's only fifty percent chance to rain tomorrow. So, oh wow, yeah. I think I think uh, Houston, Houston, San Antonio, some of that area is getting uh, getting a good good whapping. Yep, yep, yep. So everyone stay safe out there. No doubt it's going to be some uh, flash flooding and all that fun stuff that comes with, you know, comes with those tropical storms. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well, uh, before we jump in, like always, wanted to uh, remind our listeners of uh, some of the jobs we have posted at globalenergymedia.com slash jobs. Uh, checked this morning, there were 18 posted, so not a lot of new ones there. Uh, make sure you go and check it out, especially if you're if you're interested or you're looking for something. Again, that's globalenergymedia.com slash jobs. Uh, jumping right into today, we have an article uh, by Cron, and uh, the title is U.S. Refineries Pump Record Levels as Demand Drops and Stockpiles Rise. Uh, this is really the major story for the week here. Um, basically, the oil supply is going sky high. And drilling is continuing. So the supply is up, and yet there's still a lot of drilling going on, which is causing prices to, to begin to stagger. Um, seems seems like this is the one thing we didn't want to happen. It's now happening, Ryan. Yeah, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about the – or we talked for, I guess, a few months ago, really, about these OPEC cuts and what was going to happen. And, uh, the, you know, the cuts came, and, you know, we said, hey, no one's really excited. You know, it's not, it's not what they wanted. They wanted more. And they didn't get it. Um, what we we're hoping for was it would it would kind of balance out a little bit better than what it has, and it, it, it just hasn't right now. And so I think a lot of the experts agree that it may be a little worse than what we were hoping for. And um, you know, I've read reports as low as thirty dollars a barrel could could be seen by you know the third quarter, early fourth quarter. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be that bad or not, but it's kind of a deal where um, right now everyone kind of is watching to see when will the supply dip off. Um, and, and, you know, the storage start going down and at that point, then the price will start to rebalance. It's just a question of, you know, how far up the mountain, if you will, will we go before the, 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 the supply drops off. And until that happens, we are going to see these numbers that are very scary. And, you know, one thing to con- consider here is these refineries are, you know, they're, 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 they're staying open and they're producing. If they shut down, well, that's a problem because then you, you're not even refining the oil, you know, just the stockpile builds more. So the whole system has to keep working to make sure that we eventually do kind of get over that hill um, that we're hoping to get, do it maybe two or three months well right here it says uh, since 1990 weekly u.s refinery runs have exceeded 17 million barrels per day only 24 times and all 24 have come since july of 2015 so my question is if if supply is already high why are we why are we breaking records for 17 million barrels per day i mean why are why are we why are we still churning out so much if if the supply is already too high is that is that really a good idea yeah it, it's it's one of those things where if you sit back and you look at it you go this this doesn't make a lot of sense but you know it's it's like anything else you know it's, it's a gamble it's not like going to walmart and deciding if you're gonna buy a gallon of milk you know you you go out there and you're putting out a lot of money to go and drill 
um, your, your assets, and you spend a lot of time, and, and so your gamble is kind of built upon this long process where you think, okay, we're going to get this seismic data, we're going to lease this acreage, and then you have to you have to capitalize that on a certain point. And what a lot of the producers saw was the price to drill for them went down because you know vendors like ourselves, our costs went down. They tightened their formation up. You know they sold some assets. They did all this stuff, and so they thought, okay, right now when the price is high or earlier this year, we could kind of hit that gap. And so a lot of them did, right? And so now we're seeing the kind of yep. the effects of that. And you know, right. it's it's an international deal here. It's not just the producers in the U.S. You have OPEC. You have all these people who are trying to figure out their business model and how it works. And there's competing interests. And so, um, you know, it's, it's 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 really frustrating as someone who's in the industry because you just want stability. We've talked about it a hundred times. We just want stability, but it's a very complex problem. And and you know, I agree. You look at it, and go, well, man, everyone should stop drilling. But some of those companies have taken out you know, large amounts. Of, we're going to talk about debt here in a second. You know, some of those companies have large amount of debt they've got to pay off, and so they've got to drill right. to get that debt paid off or they close their door. So it's, I know what you're saying, and I, and I feel the frustration too. It's just one of those things, unfortunately, that it's a very – just, just, you just can't decide if you're going to buy the gallon of milk or not this week because it affects so much more. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, you, know, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned some of the debt. We're going we're gonna to go into a couple of – uh, well, at least one company that is trying to offset some of their debt by doing some uh, kind of getting rid of some land. Uh, but first, we're going to jump into Oxy's $1.2 billion Permian land swap. Uh, basically, they're doing this to consolidate their position in the Permian. Uh, what they're doing is basically selling their perm- some Permian assets for $600 million while purchasing EOR interest for $600 million. So they're just swapping um with uh, they're just basically doing a swap where they're not really spending any money. They're just kind of doing a 600 million swap with uh, with another uh, company. I believe it's Hess Corp's um, EOR assets. Yeah, and you know this is kind of goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago. Here, here, here they are. They're trying to they're trying to look at their position. And they're saying, okay, how do we make sure that we maximize our profit? Okay, Hess has got this this acreage. We've got this acreage. This just makes sense for both of us to kind of swap it here. Um, you know, we don't have to spread our rigs out as far, um, pipelines, all that stuff that goes into the thinking process. It's just a good move for Oxy, and Oxy has a huge position in the Permian. So, um, you know, it makes sense that they're going to try to make sure that they can capitalize that for as long as they can, especially if the price is going to go down into these low 40s, uh, maybe high 30 range. Yeah. Well, uh, not not too much more here. I mean, there's uh, we'll put it in the show notes. There's there's a lot of statistics and stuff of kind of what uh, what Oxy's plans are and what they're waiting for and what their goals are. Um, but not not too much else. Uh, if you want to go take a look at it, we'll definitely uh, link that in the show notes. Is there anything you wanted to add here on this one, Ryan, or you want to go ahead and move to Lone Star? Well, no, I, I'd be curious to see. Um, you know, we, we talk about deals a lot on the show, and I'm just curious to see as we go to the second half of this year how much of this we'll start to see because. When you're going out and buying acreage, obviously you want to buy as much contiguous acreage as you can. Uh, but, you know, sometimes some companies go, hey, let's just go buy it wherever we can. That's just their approach. Um, so now, as the price is, is not optimistic right now, the outlook is, is very bearish. Um, I'm curious to watch how many of these deals we'll see where, you know, company A swaps for company B, maybe a little bit of cash or, or something like that. So it's going to be interesting to watch this, and it'll be a good thing. You know, people, they, 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 they tighten up their formation, they get a little bit better drilling program in place. And so um, it's a good thing for the industry, um, and I think we'll see probably more of this as we go through the, the second half of the year. Yep, I, I would expect the same. All right, well, uh, moving over to uh, to Lone Star, uh, they have some resources that post eye-popping Eastern Eagle Fruit update. 
so they they uh, have some a whale, a particular whale in the Eagleford um, was projected to turn out about 1,475 uh, 1, barrels a day, and it ends up churning out 2,123 barrels. So a significant increase of what they had originally projected. And this particular whale is doing uh, very – it's churning out a lot. It's very successful. And uh, and so it, for them, it's eye-popping, and they're wondering uh, – Will some of these whales, more not just this one, but other whales, also produce at this rate? Uh, now I know coming on the heels of to supply being going through the roof, I know that there's this uh, hesitancy to go in and try to exploit this opportunity in the Eagleford. So uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do. They may they may slow some of this down and wait for prices to rebound before they try to tap into this Eagleford supply. Um, but what they're what they're showing is is that these whales are actually tending to be a little bit more successful turning out more oil than what they had originally anticipated. Yeah, and you know I think that's a good point, Josh. Yeah, what are they going to do? Um, obviously, it, it, it increases their company's value because now they have more proven reserves in in the bank. You know, so even yeah. if they don't now, the question is going to be like we talked about a minute ago. You know, how long are these leases for and stuff like that? And uh, because they drilled, they should be able to keep a lot of that acreage under the lease. But yeah, you know, I don't know where it's, how far it's spread out and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, so they, they they increase their company's value, but it's kind of like okay, well that's great. You've you found a well that did better, but it, like you just pointed out, you know, if price falls down, what's what's the break even for a company like this? And so it's gonna be interesting to kind of watch as we see stuff like this. But the other thing to remember is, for every one of these, there is a dry well somewhere or a well that underproduces. So it kind of balances out. We don't read a lot about that a lot. Um, so good for Lone Star, but you know, kind of keep the, kind of balance the perspective out. There are plenty of wells that underperform, or you know, some folks on the edges of the formation hit a dry well. Yep. Yeah, and I just uh, it just be curious to see what they do, man. They probably uh, it's hard to imagine they would just keep keep churning out all that oil with uh, with prices going down and supplies where they're at. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eagleford is they they are they are tied into Mexico, and uh, that that is the the one spot where demand is high right now. So maybe they can. Yeah, they might. You know, they might build it. I think it. I think it has twenty two percent of it was natural gas, if I remember correctly. Um, yep. and so. Uh, yeah, they might just sell some of that, uh, and that, that's and, you know that's one other thing to, to, that's kind of a good point there, Josh, is that um, you know these whales, especially you know Permian and Eagleford, if they're a mixed whale, um, then you know even though the price of a certain commodity might drop, it might still be beneficial because the other price, you know, gas or oil or vice versa, you know, that might be high enough to to make it profitable to drill the well. So that is something else to watch. So, but but. When that happens, if you know if, if there's an overstock of oil, but for some reason natural gas is, is is profitable, well then you keep filling that overstock of oil because right you know you're you're getting the natural gas yep. and you have to get oil. So you know so it's <laughs> it's one of those things where you know it's one of these problems. Like I said a minute ago, it's not as simple as deciding like we do with our budgets if we're going to buy a gallon of milk or not. It's just so much more complicated than than all of that, unfortunately, and that's what makes it so tough. Well, uh, there's one more one more article we're going to jump into today. Uh, Sanchez Energy divests Eagleford Shell assets. Ryan, you mentioned some uh, some companies in debt um, earlier. Uh, this company has been very successful, but they are under the stress of a debt load of about 1.9 billion. So uh, they are they are going to be divesting some of his Eagleford Shell uh, assets to the Fort Worth-based company Lone Star that we just talked about. For 50 million cash and preferred stock, um, I believe that they're going to get some stock later. Uh, Lone Star's plan uh, is to take the stock and convert it into 1.5 million common shares. So they're 
they're going to be uh, making some shares out of it. Uh, looks like they're just trying to get rid of some of the debt with the, I guess, some of the prices dropping. Uh, they're just trying to get some of the bills paid, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I carry debt, Josh. I don't quite have one point nine billion yet. Thank <laughs> goodness. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so this is this is what I was talking about earlier. Is that you know you, you know, I, I mean, someone like Sergio who studies these companies in Eagle Fruit would probably be a lot better. And unfortunately, he can't come on today, but. Um, you know, he'd probably be a lot better about, you know, where does $1.9 billion in debt fall for an Eagle for type company. But this is the problem is that, hey, for some companies, they've got a ton of debt. So it's drill or sell. And then you sit back and you say, okay, well, we think the price is going to be this, and we can drill for that, and we can make this profit, or we can sell. Now, early on, and I don't know if this article mentioned or not, but early on in the year, we saw that Eagle for, ass- Eagle for assets were selling on 50 cents on the dollar from two years ago. And so if that's the case, that puts you in a bad spot. So, yeah, it's uh, good. You know, Lone Star, good for them. We just talked about them just a second ago, and here they are picking up some, you know, looks like a pretty good deal on um, – on uh on some assets from uh sanchez yeah yeah i think uh i think so I and mean, this is a seems like a great deal for for lone star and for I, sure. I, I gotta ask though josh i mean i don't i don't do the math on this here but 50 million in cash and preferred stock versus 1.9 billion that i don't think you've really, a lot. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean i'm not knocking the deal from from sanchez they're trying to do something but i mean you know that's that's not that's like that that's like buying the gallon of milk compared to one point nine billion, right? I mean it's not that much. Yeah. So uh well, they get they get some stock which might, you know, be some some significant value there later on. But I uh from from Lone Stars it's like, hey, yeah, we got we got a good deal. And then Sanchez is like, Well, we got rid of something, but compared to one point nine billion, you did you still have one point nine billion in debt, right? Yeah, yeah. You didn't even <laughs> yeah. get rid of uh the point point one of it. But I think I think I guess uh, they're just buying some time, I guess. You know, maybe fifty million to cover a couple months. Couple not a couple months worth, yeah, of, worth of payments so, or something. Yeah, so you're still, but when you when you when you when you when you sell something for fifty million and you're still above one billion in debt, um, you know that this is just it's just huge numbers that are so hard for someone like me to even grasp. So yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Well, uh, Ryan, I think uh, I think that wraps us up for today. We have uh, like like normal. We're going to jump into the Baker Hughes rig count. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add add here before we jump into that? Yeah, just a few things, Josh. Uh, so next week we will not have our we will have a show, but our normal show. We're going to have on the folks from Talk Texas Oil to come on, and uh, they're going to talk about the E three conference that's coming up in uh, July the nineteenth in Abilene. And so they'll be on next week with us. Uh, so it won't be our regular program. And then we'll be back at it. I guess that's July the seventh. Is we'll be back to our normal program. So uh, I'm sure Josh will be at the beach or sell, <laughs> selling the seven seeds or something next week with a, with a week off. But um, but so yeah. So that but that conference is pretty interesting because um, the Talk Texas Oil folks they're getting a lot of momentum and steam. So um, I know Jackie Daly will be at the show. Uh, the Jackie Daly show will be at the conference and uh, some other big names. So be sure to check that out. All right, all right. Well, uh, doing the recount. Uh, um, Surprisingly, we were up five this week still. So, uh, the country's at 933. Uh, Texas is 460, I believe. Uh, I, believe tech, I believe that's where we were at last week. I have to double check. Eagle Fur was at 84, and the Permian had 368, which I believe is down two from, uh, from last week. So uh, we're seeing uh, Texas kind of holding steady. Countries went up by five. Uh, I expect uh, over the next couple months we're going to start seeing a, a decline wouldn't you run yeah yeah it's going to start falling off uh, here pretty soon so um just when that would be i'm not sure but yeah it's coming all right well i think that's it okay well everybody thank you so much for tuning in and until next time keep climbing mm-hmm.